Welcome to Inside ADHD, the official podcast for ADHDfamilies.ca. This podcast provides parents with current research about ADHD and strategies for helping their children. ADHDfamilies.ca is a resource website for parents of children who have ADHD. All of the resources have been evaluated by experts in the field of ADHD, so parents can feel confident that they are receiving trustworthy information. Visit ADHDfamilies.ca and follow us on Twitter. Hello everybody, my name is Krista Forand. I'm a registered psychologist at the Can Learn Society in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I'm also one of the team members of ADHDfamilies.ca. Thanks for tuning in to our podcast today. The topic of our podcast is mainly going to focus on ADHD or problems with attention and reading achievement. And one particular article that Um, I reviewed for this podcast is titled Differentiating Behavioral Ratings of Inattention, Impulsivity, and Hyperactivity in Children Effects on Reading Achievement. And this was written by Andy Pham and it was published in 2013 in the Journal of Attention Disorders. So this is one study um, that I wanted to talk about today. Before I talk about the specific results of that study, just wanted to mention, just for a bit of background, that obviously learning to read does require the ability to pay attention, to pay attention during instruction when reading, as well as just paying attention to the act of reading itself, and to also sustain or remain focused during that process. And that um, type of focus and attention must occur over and over, over several different occasions in order for um, reading to be successful for the child. And what we do know from research so far is that it has shown that early attention problems definitely have an early and lasting influence on reading, particularly during the first few years of school. Um, And we do also know that the prevalence rates currently being reported for youth who have learning difficulties, um, youth who have ADHD but also have learning difficulties or officially diagnosed learning disabilities, the prevalence rate ranges from about 50 to 80 percent. So this is why it's important to sort of understand why uh, or what the relationship is between attention problems and reading achievement or in general academic achievement. In a large meta-analysis that was conducted in 2007 by Duncan and colleagues, they basically found that inattention specifically, the trait of inattention, was the only non-achievement or non-learning related predictor of later reading achievement. Um, So they looked at other factors such as having those early um, reading skills, what are referred to as phonological awareness and things like that. But when they looked at things that weren't specifically related to reading, only inattention came out as something that was predictive of later reading success or achievement. So this is certainly something to pay attention to. particularly in younger children who may be showing signs of attention difficulties. 
So back to the study that we're going to look at in more detail. This study actually looked at parent and teacher ratings of inattention and the impulsivity hyperactivity categories, which in, I believe, in one of our last few podcasts, we talked about those specific presentations or categories or subtypes of um, ADHD symptoms. So they looked at the whole range of the symptoms and how they related to specifically reading fluency and reading comprehension. So reading fluency is basically just the pace or the speed as well as the accuracy of how one reads and then comprehension is showing or demonstrating your understanding about what you've read. So the results in this study showed that inattention, that those symptoms of inattention, strongly predicted reading fluency and reading comprehension, but hyperactivity impulsive, impulsivity surprisingly did not substantially contribute to outcomes in reading fluency and comprehension. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, another interesting finding first that I'll share was that boys who demonstrated an attention performed more poorly on reading comprehension than girls who had the similar inattentive symptoms. And the author suggested that one reason perhaps for this finding is that girls tend to have stronger language development which in the end, even if they have attention problems, will those language skills will assist them in identifying main themes um, or ideas of the written text. So that was just an interpretation for the finding that boys who had inattentive symptoms were um, performing more poorly compared to girls who had inattentive symptoms, particularly on the reading comprehension tasks. Um, so related to that first finding that I shared, they also saw that because attention plays a substantial role in reading, attentive children, so children who are able to pay attention when they're reading, but, but those who exhibited high hyperactive or impulsive symptoms did not demonstrate significant low reading scores. However, when children demonstrated lower hyperactivity and impulsivity symptoms, they significantly outperformed those individuals with high levels of hyperactivity and impulsivity within the same inattention group on all reading measures. So basically what this means is that if you're comparing children who have a similar level of inattention, then the symptoms of hyperactivity, impulsivity will matter, but in the, at the end of the day, it's the inattention that's making it more difficult for these kids to be able to comprehend what they're reading. Um, something that the author brought up that I found uh, quite interesting was related to the symptoms that are in that cluster of impulsivity. Another study by Timms and Merrill that was published in 2011 found that blurting out answers, which is an impulsive behavior, was actually positively related to reading attainment in preschool-aged and early elementary school-aged children. So the researcher suggested that children who 
become excited by ideas and they're cognitively engaged with the material or the information that the teacher is sharing tended to learn more and blurt out more answers as a result. And so they mentioned that for children who might be learning to read, this blurting and engagement may be seen as an advantage. Um, but I will say an advantage to perhaps reading acquisition or learning how to read, but we do know that blurting out can be a disadvantage, particularly with things like positive peer interactions or positive interactions with teachers if the blurting is found to be disruptive. But that was an interesting finding that um, in some ways that excitement that some children have that leads them to sort of blurt out um, may actually be a positive thing particularly for their reading achievement or success in reading. So th some things to consider here is that a child may have good early reading skills, but they may experience difficulty with reading because of their inattentive behaviors. Because what this ends up looking like is they're missing things when they're reading, they're not being careful in their approach because they might be distracted or have trouble staying focused for a particular period of time. So the quality of learning decreases because of the problems with inattentive behaviors. So when a child is referred for, say, an assessment or other services for reading difficulties, professionals should be aware of any attention difficulties that may be getting in the way of reading instruction, reading intervention, and that child's ability to acquire good reading skills. And this is something for parents to keep in mind that their child might be referred for an assessment um, because maybe teachers or school staff or they themselves are wondering if there's a learning disability but to just be open about the idea that perhaps attention may also be playing a role in the child's ability to acquire skills but also demonstrate them. And even though it's impossible to know for sure which came first, the reading difficulties or the attention difficulties, if both of these things are present, then both should be considered and treated appropriately. Um, so just before we wrap up, something to also keep in mind is reading interventions for children who also have atten attention difficulties should include things like movement and play-based approaches that make learning to read more fun and engaging. Should also include things like shorter sessions with frequent breaks to accommodate for the child's shorter attention span. Interventions for reading uh, for children who have attention difficulty should also include working in small groups or ideally one-to-one -one if that is possible to ensure that the child is focused and receives adequate attention during the instruction and the activities, particularly to correct errors as soon as possible because we want children to make sure they're learning um, accurately and not learning errors. And lastly, direct instruction needs to be provided on how to read for detail. 
and obviously this would be age appropriate, but how to self-monitor when reading, which is an executive function, which is something we've talked about in earlier podcasts, that ability to step back and ask yourself questions such as, um, does what I'm reading make sense? Um, asking if asking the child to predict what might happen next before reading on. Those are kinds of those executive skills, those monitoring skills that will allow the child to be more actively engaged in what they're reading. And it sort of is a, in a way, an antidote or it combats some of the troubles that are seen with the, the inattentive symptoms that, that then make reading more difficult for children. So I hope these few suggestions were helpful and if you do want more information about ADHD and reading and reading in general, you can visit the ADHD in School Strategies tab on the ADHD Families website. Thanks for listening to our podcast this week and we'll see you again soon. Thanks for listening to Inside ADHD, the official podcast for ADHDfamilies.ca. For more information about ADHD and how to help your child, visit ADHDfamilies.ca and follow us on Twitter.